the Nature and Science of Work podcast, Olympic Performance Remade. Learning, practice, and innovation. How exceptional Olympic performers create new directions beyond their own successes. Welcome to the Nature and Science of Work podcast for the week of Thursday, March 10th, 2022. I'm Robert Levine. Thank you for joining us. The 2022 Winter Olympics provided many tangible examples of both successes and failures, real and apparent, whether delivered to us by the athletes, the commentators, or the legions of armchair, figure skaters, bobsledders, and biathletes, the rest of us. One question, hanging over lessons from sport in the world of work, is how much all-or-nothing, once-every-four-years outcomes apply to everyday work, where successes and failures are more incremental, cumulative, and harder to define. The best lessons come from the learning and practice that go into pursuing international excellence at an Olympic sport. Olympic Remodeling the power of learning. It can be startling to observe a highly skilled athlete after a gap of four years and recognize that their skills have vastly improved and changed, well beyond those that won them an earlier Olympic gold medal or multiple world championships. What does this kind of extensive change tell us about learning and performance? First, we learn that a great deal of performance comes from learning and practice. From afar, it's easy to first view performance as a gift, a talent perhaps, bestowed on the athlete. But most Winter Olympic sports, such as bobsledding or figure skating, have no counterpart in the natural world. The remarkable performance changes you see result largely from learning and practice. Second, the remodeling of performance over a quadrennium shows something more useful than the so-called relentless pursuit of perfection. It shows us that vast changes in performance are possible with vast amounts of carefully designed practice. That kind of practice requires an athlete capable of learning as well as capable of changing and, most often, requires a coach capable of designing and then directing the athlete into the most useful practices. This key finding of the research on expert performance by the psychologist Anders Ericsson is often overlooked. Some athletes can also direct themselves and teach themselves. Most often, this comes from having coaches who teach them the skills for doing so from the outset. Such coaches also know that when well-practiced athletes are learning something new, their performance will decrease, not increase, to begin with. The coaches build that decrement 
into plans for performance improvement and teach athletes to expect it. Such coaches also create working environments that are safe and effective for skill improvements and the inevitable performance decreases, even in the harsh atmosphere of international competition. This has been a key teaching and practice of motor learning specialist Bob Christina. Practice and coaching performers better than we are. Creating effective technique training for an already exceptional high-performance athlete is challenging. As with any athlete or worker, one has to introduce a new skill, explain it, demonstrate it, provide opportunities for practice, give useful feedback, and incorporate the athlete's performance into the next practice session. Distinctively to working with high performers, one has to decide when and whether skill improvement should be a goal at all, given the need to accommodate short-term reductions in performance. And one is doing all of this with an athlete who is, or soon should be, far more proficient at the skills than you are. In this situation, a successful coach recognizes at the outset that the goal is for the athlete to be more capable than they are. This is a worthy goal for any coach or manager working with any athletes or workers. Yet, many coaches and managers are in their positions because they were pretty good, even great, performers themselves. It can be challenging to transition from showing someone who is less skilled than you are to helping someone to be better than you are. This is not a transition in the skill of the athlete or the worker, but a transition in the approach of the coach or manager. Some never make that transition. Some never try. In this month's upcoming Explore feature and podcast, we'll tackle the practical challenges of making that transition a transition in how you manage or teach, rather than a transition in the skill level of those you work with. To attain this pinnacle of real coaching, you have to start with the desired approach from the beginning of your own coaching or managing, and of a new athlete's, professional's, or employee's work with you. There is a second practical challenge. How do you create the opportunity for practice with work, not sport? Of course, there are formal and informal training settings, but sport, especially Olympic sport, requires and creates opportunities for practicing under realistic, highly competitive conditions, yet are still practice. That's one reason that practice runs of the Olympic downhill are timed, and coaches, athletes, and pundits pay attention to those times. That's one reason that spring training in professional baseball is more than training, incorporating progressively competitive practices and games leading up to the regular season. Yet a workplace situation, 
an actual performance situation with work and careers, products and services, health and safety, and money at time at stake is more important, not less. Can we create real practice in these workplace settings? For others? For ourselves? If so, how? Third, much of Olympic remodeling involves not only learning and practice, but something more. Innovation translated into powerful, even brutal performance. Innovation can come from the athlete, coach, or some unique combination. How does this special kind of innovation happen? What translates such innovation from idea into performance and power? Is there anything in common between performance-driven innovation in sport and in work? All of these are questions to ask when you are working, when you're facing challenges with your own or others' performance, when you are thinking back to or looking back at an Olympic performance. The answers, rather than pat, come to you by grappling with the questions the same way they come at times to Olympic performers and their coaches, grappling with whether to move performance to a new level or a new direction. For the Nature and Science of Work podcast, I'm Robert Levine. Keep seeing nature in work and work in nature. Now you can read the Nature and Science of Work in the new app from Substack, and you can subscribe to the Nature and Science of Work for 50% off, just go to this week's Explore feature at the Nature and Science of Work and do both. Please send questions, comments, and suggestions to natureandscienceofwork at substack.com. And please join us for the upcoming podcast on bringing Olympic remodeling of performance to your own work and your work with others. Until then, once again, Keep seeing nature in work and work in nature. Thank you for listening.